Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Dress Chapter on the Statement of Allah Say, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, who has forbidden the adornment with clothes given by Allah, which he has produced for his slaves. Quran, Chapter 7, Verse 32 The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Eat, drink, wear clothes, and give alms without extravagance and without conceit. Ibn Abbas said, Eat what you wish and wear what you wish if you can avoid two things, extravagance and conceit. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Allah will not look at the person who drags his garment behind him out of conceit. Chapter on Whoever Dragged His Izzah, Lower Half Body Garment Without Conceit Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah will not look on the day of resurrection at the person who drags his garment behind him out of conceit. On that, Abu Bakr said, O Allah's Messenger, one side of my izad hangs low if I do not take care of it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You are not one of those who do that out of conceit. Narrated Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, the solar eclipse occurred while we were sitting with the Prophet, peace be upon him. He got up dragging his garment on the ground hurriedly till he reached the mosque. The people turned to the mosque and he offered a Turaqasala prayer whereupon the eclipse had cleared and he faced us and said, The sun and the moon are two signs among the signs of Allah. So if you see a thing like this, eclipse, then offer the Salah prayer and invoke Allah till he removes that state. See Hadith number 1046. Chapter on to tuck up or roll up the clothes. Narrated Abu Juhaifa, I saw Bilal bringing an anaza, a small spear, and fixing it in the ground, and then he proclaimed that the ikama of the salah, prayer, and I saw Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, coming out, wearing a cloak with its sleeves rolled up. He then offered a turaka prayer while facing the anaza, and I saw the people and animals passing in front of him beyond the anaza. Chapter on the part of the garment that hangs below the ankles is in the fire. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, The part of an izad which hangs below the ankles is in the fire. That is, the one who wears the izad, lower half body cover that hangs below the ankles with conceit, will be in the fire of hell. Sifat al-Bari Chapter on Whoever Drags His Garment Out of Pride and Arrogance, Conceit Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Allah will not look on the day of resurrection at a person who drags his izad behind him out of pride and arrogance. Narrated Abu Huraira, the Prophet, peace be upon him, or Abul Qasim, peace be upon him, said, while a man was walking, clad in a two-piece garment and proud of himself with his hair well combed, suddenly Allah made him sink into the earth, and he will go on sinking into it till the day of resurrection. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, While a man was dragging his izar on the ground behind him, suddenly 
Allah made him sink into the earth, and he will go on sinking into it till the day of resurrection. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Whoever drags his clothes on the ground out of pride and arrogance, Allah will not look at him on the day of resurrection. Chapter on the Fringed Izad Footnote Izad, garment that covers the lower half of the body. It is reported that Az-Zuhri, Abu Bakr bin Muhammad, Hamza bin Abi Usaid, and Muawiyah bin Abdullah bin Jafar wore fringed clothes. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. The wife of Rifa' al-Qurathi came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while I was sitting, and Abu Bakr was also there. She said, O Allah's Messenger, I was the wife of Rifa' and he divorced me irrevocably. Then I married Abdurrahman bin Az-Zubair, who by Allah, O Allah's Messenger, has only something like a fringe of a garment, showing the fringe of her veil. Khalid bin Sa'id, who was standing at the door, for he had not been admitted, heard her statement and said, O Abu Bakr, why do you not stop this lady from saying such things openly before Allah's Messenger? No, by Allah, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did nothing but smiled. Then he said to the lady, Perhaps you want to return to Rifa'ah. That is impossible unless Abdurrahman consummates his marriage with you. That became the legal way after him. Chapter on the Rida'ah Footnote Ar-Rida'ah is a garment that covers the shoulders and the upper half of the body. Anas said, A Bedouin pulled the Rida'ah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked for his rida and put it on and set out walking. Zayd bin Haritha and I followed him till he reached the house where Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib was present and asked for permission to enter, and they gave us permission. Chapter on the Wearing of Shirts And Allah said in the story of Prophet Yusuf, Joseph, peace be upon him, Go with this shirt of mine and cast it over the face of my father. He will become clear-sighted. Quran, chapter 12, verse 93. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. A man asked, O Allah's Messenger, what kind of clothes should a muhrim wear? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A muhrim should not wear a shirt, trousers, a hooded cloak, or khuf, leather socks covering the ankles, unless he cannot get sandals, in which case he should cut the part of the khuf that covers the ankles. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to visit Abdullah bin Ubayya bin Salul after he had been put in his grave. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered that Abdullah be taken out. He was taken out and was placed on the knees of the Prophet, peace be upon him, who blew his breath on him and dressed the body with his own shirt. And Allah knows better. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, when Abdullah bin Ubayya bin Salul died, his son came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, give me your shirt so that I may shroud my father's body in it, and please offer a funeral salah prayer for him and invoke Allah for his forgiveness. The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave him his shirt and said to him, Inform us when you finish and the funeral procession is ready. Call us. When he had finished, he told the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, proceeded to offer his funeral salah, prayer. But Omar stopped him and said, Didn't Allah forbid you to offer the funeral salah, prayer for the hypocrites? When he said, 
Whether you, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, ask forgiveness for them hypocrites or ask not forgiveness for them, and even if you ask forgiveness for them seventy times, Allah will not forgive them. Quran, chapter 9, verse 80. Then there was revealed, And never, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, offer salah, funeral prayer for any of them hypocrites who dies nor stand at his grave. Quran, chapter 9, verse 84. Thenceforth, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not offer funeral salah, prayers for the hypocrites. Chapter on the Jaib Pocket, the opening of a shirt at the chest and other positions. Narrated Abu Huraira, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has set forth an example for a miser and a charitable person by comparing them to two men wearing two iron cloaks, and their hands are raised to their breasts and collarbones. Whenever the charitable man tries to give a charitable gift, his iron cloak expands till it becomes so wide that it covers his fingertips and obliterates his tracks. And whenever the miser wants to give a charitable gift, his cloak becomes very tight over him and every ring gets stuck to its place. Abu Huraira added, I saw Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, putting his finger in the chest pocket of his shirt like that. If you but saw him trying to widen the opening of his shirt, but it did not widen. See Hadith number 1443. Chapter on Whoever Wore a Cloak of Narrow Sleeves While on a Journey Narrated Al-Mughira bin Shubah The Prophet, peace be upon him, went to answer the call of nature. And when he returned, I met him with water, and he performed the ablution while he was wearing a shami cloak. He rinsed his mouth put the water in his nose and blew it out, washed his face and tried to take his hands out of his sleeves. But they were too narrow, so he took out his hands from under his chest and washed them and then passed his wet hands over his head and hoof, leather socks. Chapter on To Wear a Woolen Cloak During the Ghazawat Military Expedition Narrated Al-Mughira One night I was with the Prophet, peace be upon him, on a journey. He asked me, Have you got water with you? I replied, Yes. So he got down from his she-camel and went away till he disappeared in the darkness of the night. Then he came back and I poured water for him from the pot for the ablution. He washed his face and hands while he was wearing a woolen cloak, the sleeves of which were narrow, so he could not take his arms out of it. So he took them out from underneath the cloak. Then he washed his forearms and passed his wet hands over his head. Then I tried to take off his hoof, but he said, Leave them, for I have performed ablution before putting them on. And so he passed his wet hands over them. Chapter on Al-Kaba'ah and the silken faruj, which is a kind of Al-Kaba'ah, and it is said that it has a slit at the back. Footnote Al-Kaba'ah and Al-Faruj are names of a garment with narrow sleeves and waist and a slit at the back. It used to be worn on journeys and at war. Narrated Al-Miswar bin Makhrama, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, distributed some kaba'ah, but he did not give anything to Makhrama. Makhrama said to me, O my son, let us go to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. So I proceeded with him and he said, Go in and call him for me. So I called the Prophet, peace be upon him, for him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came out to him, wearing one of those kaba'ah, and said to Makhrama, I have kept this for you. Makhrama looked at it and said, Makhrama is satisfied now. Narrated Uqba bin Amir, may Allah be pleased with him, 
A silken faruj was presented to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he put it on and offered the salah prayer in it. When he finished the salah prayer, he took it off violently, as if he disliked it, and said, This garment does not befit those who are al-muttakun. Footnote Al-Muttaqun means pious and righteous persons who fear Allah much, abstain from all kinds of sins and evil deeds which He has forbidden, and love Allah much, perform all kinds of good deeds which He has ordained. Chapter on Hooded Cloaks Narrated Mu'tamir I heard my father saying, I saw Anas wearing a yellow hooded cloak of Khaz. Narrated Abdullah bin Omar A man said, O Allah's Messenger, what type of clothes should a muhrim wear? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, Do not wear shirts, turbans, trousers, hooded cloaks, or hoof. But if someone cannot get sandals, then he can wear hoof after cutting them short below the ankles. Do not wear clothes touched by saffron or vars, two kinds of perfumes. See Hadith number 1542. Chapter on Trousers Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever cannot get izah can wear trousers, and whoever cannot wear sandals can wear khuf. See Hadith number 5803. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. A man got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, what do you order us to wear when we assume the state of ihrah? The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, do not wear shirts, trousers, turbans, hooded cloaks, or hoof. But if a man has no sandals, he can wear hoof after cutting them short below the ankles. And do not wear clothes touched with perfumes of saffron or vars. Chapter on Turbans Narrated Abdullah bin Omar The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A muhrim should not wear a shirt, a turban, trousers, hooded cloaks, a garment touched with perfumes of saffron or vars or khuf, except if one has no sandals, in which case he should cut short the khuf below the ankles. Chapter on At-Takannu Covering the head and most of the face with a covering sheet Ibn Abbas said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, came out with his head tied with a black turban. Anas bin Malik said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, tied his head with a margin of a burt, garment. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, some Muslim men emigrated to Ethiopia, whereupon Abu Bakr also prepared himself for the emigration. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Wait, for I hope that Allah will allow me also to emigrate. Abu Bakr said, Let my father and mother be sacrificed for you. Do you hope that, emigration? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. So Abu Bakr waited to accompany the Prophet, peace be upon him, and fed two she-camels he had on the leaves of Asamur, tree, regularly for four months. One day while we were sitting in our house at midday, someone said to Abu Bakr, Here is Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, coming with his head and a part of his face covered with a cloth covering at an hour he never used to come to us. Abu Bakr said, Let my father and mother be sacrificed for you, O Prophet. An urgent matter must have brought you here at this hour. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came and asked the permission to enter, and he was allowed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, entered and said to Abu Bakr, Let those who are with you go out. Abu Bakr replied, There is no stranger, they are your family. 
Let my father be sacrificed for you, O Allah's Messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I have been allowed to leave Mecca. Abu Bakr said, Shall I accompany you, O Allah's Messenger? Let my father be sacrificed for you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Abu Bakr said, O Allah's Messenger, let my father be sacrificed for you. Take one of these two she-camels of mine. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I will take it only after paying its price. So we prepared their baggage and put their journey food in a leather bag, and Asma bint the Abi Bakr cut a piece of her girdle belt and tied the mouth of the leather bag with it. That is why she was called Thatinatakain. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr went to a cave in a mountain called Thawr and remained there for three nights. Abdullah bin Abu Bakr, who was a young, intelligent man, used to stay with them at night and leave before dawn so that in the morning he would be with the Quraysh at Mecca as if he had spent the night among them. If he heard of any plot contrived by the Quraysh against the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr, he would understand it and return to inform them of it when it became dark. Amir bin Fuhaira, the freed slave of Abu Bakr, used to graze a flock of milch sheep to them when an hour had passed after the Isha prayer. They would sleep soundly till Amir bin Fuhaira awakened them when it was still dark. He used to do that in each of those three nights. See Hadith number 3615, Volume 4. Chapter on the Helmet Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. In the year of the conquest of Mecca, the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered Mecca wearing a helmet on his head. Chapter on Al-Burud, black decorated square garments that are worn by Bedouins, and Al-Hibr, a green garment made in Yemen, and Al-Shamla, a garment that is wrapped around the body. Khabab said, We complained to the Prophet, peace be upon him, about our state while he was leaning on his burda. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, once I was walking with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he was wearing a Nazrani burd with thick margin. A Bedouin followed him and pulled his burd so violently that I noticed the side of the shoulder of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, affected by the margin of the burd because of that violent pull. The Bedouin said, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, give me some of Allah's wealth which is with you. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, turned and looked at him, and smiling, he ordered that he be given something. Narrated Abu Hazim, Sahel bin Sa'ad said, A lady came with a burda. Sahel then asked the people, Do you know what burda is? Somebody said, Yes, it is a shamla with a woven border. Sahel added, The lady said, O oh Allah's Messenger, I have knitted this burda with my own hands for you to wear it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took it, and he was in need of it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came out to us, and he was wearing it as an izar. A man from the people felt it and said, O oh Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, give it to me to wear. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Then he sat there for some time, and when he went to his house, he folded it and sent it to him. The people said to that man, You have not done a right thing. You asked him for it, though you know that he does not put down anybody's request. The man said, By Allah, I have only asked him so that it may be my shroud when I die. Sahel added, Later, it was his shroud. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying, 
From among my followers, a group of seventy thousand will enter paradise without being asked for their accounts. Their faces will be shining like the moon. Okasha bin Mesin al Asadi got up, lifting his covering sheet, and said, "O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah for me that He may include me with them." The Prophet peace be upon him said, "O Allah, make him from them." Then another man from Al Ansar got up and said. O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah for me that He may include me with them. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, "Okasha has preceded you." Narrated Kathada, I asked Anas, "What kind of clothes were most beloved to the Prophet, peace be upon him?" He replied, "The hibara, a kind of Yemeni's cloth, clothes." Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, the most beloved garment to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to wear was the hibara. A kind of Yemeni's cloth. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, died, he was covered with a hibara burd, green square decorated garment. Chapter on Al Aksia and Al Khamais. Footnote: Kisa, plural. Aksia means a square black piece of cloth of wool or fur. It is called khamisa, plural. Khamais, when it has a design, narrated Aisha and Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. When the disease of Allah's messenger peace be upon him got aggravated, he covered his face with a khamisa. But when he became short of breath, he would remove it from his face and say, "It is like that." May Allah curse the Jews and Christians because they took the graves of their prophets as places of worship, but that he warned his followers of imitating them by doing that which they did. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, offered salah, prayer, while he was wearing a khamisa of his that had printed marks. He looked at its marks, and when he finished salah, prayer, he said, "Take this khamisa of mine to Abu Jam, for it has just now diverted my attention from my salah, prayer, and bring to me the anbijania." A plain thick sheet of Abu Jahm bin Hudayfa bin Ghanim, who belonged to Bani Adi bin Kab, see Hadith number seven hundred and fifty-two. Narrated Abu Burda, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, brought out to us a kisa and an izad, and said, "The Prophet peace be upon him died while wearing these two: kisa, a square black piece of woolen cloth; izad, a sheet cloth garment covering the lower half of the body." Chapter on. Istimalusama. Footnote: See Hadith number five thousand eight hundred and twenty. Narrated Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet peace be upon him had forbidden a the mulamasa and munabada bargains. B the offering of two salah prayers, one after the morning compulsory salah prayer till the sun rises, and the other after the asr prayer till the sun sets. C. He also forbade that one should sit wearing one garment, nothing of which covers his private parts. D and prevent them from exposure to the sky. E he also forbade ishtamal sama. See Hadith number five thousand eight hundred and twenty. Narrated Abu Sa'id al Khudri. May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him forbade two ways of wearing clothes and two kinds of dealings. A He forbade the dealings of the mulamasa and the munabada. In the mulamasa transaction, the buyer just touches the garment he wants to buy at night or by daytime, and that touch would oblige him to buy it. In the munabada, 
One man throws his garment at another, and the latter throws his at the former, and the barter is complete and valid without examining the two objects or being satisfied with them. B. The two ways of wearing clothes were ishtamal sama, that is, to cover one shoulder with a garment and leave the other bare. And the other way was to wrap oneself with a garment sitting in such a way that nothing of that garment would cover one's private parts. Chapter on Al-Ihtaba In one garment to sit wrapped with one garment around his back and knees. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade two types of dresses. A. To sit in an Ihtaba posture in one garment, nothing of which covers his private parts. B. To cover one side of his body with one garment and leave the other side bare. The Prophet, peace be upon him, also forbade the Mulamasa and Munabada transactions. See Hadith number 368. Narrated Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade Ishtamal al-Sama, and that a man should sit in an Ihtaba posture in one garment, nothing of which covers his private parts. Chapter on the Black Khamisa Narrated Umm Khalid bin Khalid the Prophet, peace be upon him, was given some clothes, including a black chamisa. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, To whom shall we give this to wear? The people kept silent, whereupon the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Fetch Umm Khalid for me. I, Umm Khalid, was brought, carried, as I was a small girl at that time. The Prophet, peace be upon him, took the chamisa in his hands and made me wear it and said, May you live so long that your dress will wear out, and you will mend it many times. On the chamisa there were some green or pale designs. The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw these designs and said, O Umm Khalid, this is Sana. Sana is an Ethiopian word meaning beautiful. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, when Umm Sulaim gave birth to a child, she sent to me, O Anas, watch this boy carefully and do not give him anything to eat or drink until you have taken him to the Prophet, peace be upon him, tomorrow morning for the tehnik. So the next morning I took the child to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who was sitting in a garden and was wearing a Horethia chamisa and was branding the she-camel on which he had come during the conquest of Mecca. Chapter on Green Clothes Narrated Ikrama Rafa' divorced his wife, whereupon Abdurrahman bin Azubar al-Qurathi married her. Aisha said that the lady came wearing a green veil and complained to her, Aisha, of her husband, and showed her a green spot on her skin caused by beating. It was the habit of the ladies to support each other. So when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came, Aisha said, I have not seen the women suffering as the believing women. Look, her skin is greener than her clothes. When Abdurrahman heard that his wife had gone to the Prophet, peace be upon him, he came with his two sons from another wife. She said, By Allah, I have done no wrong to him, but he is impotent and is as useless to me as this, holding and showing the fringe of her garment. Abdurrahman said, By Allah, O Allah's Messenger, she has told a lie. I am very strong and can satisfy her, but she is disobedient and wants to go back to Rifa'ah. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to her, If that is your intention, then know that it is unlawful for you to remarry Rifa'ah unless Abdurrahman has had sexual intercourse with you. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw two boys with Abdurrahman and asked him, Are these your sons? On that Abdurrahman said, Yes, 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You claim what you claim, that is, that he is impotent, but by Allah, these boys resemble him as a crow resembles a crow. Chapter on White Clothes Narrated Sa'ad On the day of the Battle of Ohud, on the right and on the left of the Prophet, peace be upon him, were two men wearing white clothes, and I had neither seen them before, nor did I see them afterwards. Narrated Abu Dhar I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was wearing white clothes and sleeping. Then I went back to him again after he had got up from his sleep. He said, Nobody says, La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And then later on he dies while believing in that, except that he will enter paradise. I said, Even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft? He said, Even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft? I said, even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft? He said, even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft. I said, even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft. He said, even if he had committed illegal sexual intercourse and theft in spite of Abu Dhar's dislikeness. Abu Abdullah said, this at the time of death or before it, if one repents and regrets and says, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, he will be forgiven his sins. Chapter on The Wearing of Silk Clothes by Men and What is Allowed Thereof Narrated Aba Uthman al-Nahdi while we were with Uthba bin Farqad at Adharbijan. There came Omar's letter indicating that Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, had forbidden the use of silk except this much. Then he pointed with his index and middle fingers. To our knowledge, by that he meant embroidery. Narrated Abu Uthman, while we were at Adarbijan, Omar wrote to us, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, forbade wearing silk except this much. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, approximated his two fingers, index and middle fingers, to illustrate that to us. Zuhair, the sub-narrator, raised up his middle and index fingers. Narrated Abu Uthman, while we were with Utbah, Omar wrote to us, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is none who wears silk in this world except that he will wear nothing of it in the hereafter. Abu Uthman pointed out with his middle and index fingers. Narrated Ibn Abi Layla, while Hudhafa was at Al-Madain, he asked for water whereupon the chief of the village brought him water in a silver cup. Hudhafa threw it at him and said, I have thrown it only because I have forbidden him to use it, but he does not stop using it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Gold, silver, silk, and dibaj, a kind of silk, are for them, disbelievers in this world, and for you Muslims in the hereafter. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wears silk in this world shall not wear it in the hereafter. Narrated Thabit, I heard Ibn Az-Zubayr delivering a khutbah saying, Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wears silk in this world shall not wear it in the hereafter. Narrated Ibn Az-Zubayr, I heard Omar saying, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wears silk in this world shall not wear it in the hereafter. Narrated Omar bin Al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, None wears silk in this world, but he who will have no share in the hereafter. Chapter on Whoever Just Touches Silk But Does Not Wear It Narrated Al-Bara' May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was given a silk garment as a gift, and we started touching it with our hands and admiring it. On that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
Do you wonder at this? We said yes. He said, The handkerchiefs of Saad bin Mu'adh in paradise are better than this. Chapter on the Use of Silk in Bedding Ubaidah said, It is like wearing it. Narrated Hudhafa, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade us to drink out of gold and silver vessels or eat in it, and also forbade the wearing of silk and the baj or sitting on it. Chapter on the Wearing of Kasi Narrated Abu Burda, I said to Ali, What is Kasi? He said, Clothes brought to us from Sham or Egypt. It has lines like ribs and contains silk, and the ribs look like citrons. And al-Mithara was a cushion the women used to make for their husbands. Yazid said, Al-Kasi were clothes having lines like ribs and containing silk and were brought from Egypt. Al-Mithara was made of lion skin. Narrated Ibn Azib, the Prophet peace be upon him forbade us to use the red mayathir and to use Al-Kasi. Chapter on Silk is allowed for men suffering from an itch. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed Az-Zubair and Abdurrahman to wear silk because they were suffering from an itch. Chapter on Silk for Women Narrated Ali bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave me a silk suit. I went out wearing it, but seeing the signs of anger on his face, I tore it and distributed it among my wives. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar. Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, saw a silk suit being sold. So he said, O Allah's Messenger, why don't you buy it, so that you may wear it when delegates come to you and also on Fridays? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This is worn only by him who has no share in the hereafter. Afterwards, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent to Umar a silk suit suitable for wearing. Omar said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, You have given it to me to wear, yet I have heard you saying about it what you said. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I sent it to you so that you might either sell it or give it to somebody else to wear. Narrated Anas bin Malik that he had seen Umm Kalthum, may Allah be pleased with her, the daughter of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, wearing a red silk garment. Chapter Odd the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to be contented with whatever clothes or mats were available. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, For one year I wanted to ask Omar about the two women who helped each other against the Prophet, peace be upon him, but I was afraid of him. One day he dismounted his riding animal and went among the trees of Arak to answer the call of nature. And when he returned, I asked him and he said, They were Aisha and Hafsa. Then he added, We never used to give significance to ladies in the days of the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. But when Islam came and Allah mentioned their rights, we used to give them their rights, but did not allow them to interfere in our affairs. Once there was some dispute between me and my wife, and she answered me back in a loud voice. I said to her, Strange, you can retort in this way? She said, Yes. Do you say this to me while your daughter annoys Allah's messenger? Peace be upon him. So I went to Hafsa and said to her, I warn you not to disobey Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him. I first went to Hafsa and then to Umm Salama and told her the same. She said to me, O oh, Omar, it surprises me that you interfere in our affairs so much that you would poke your nose even into the affairs of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, and his wives. So she rejected my advice. There was an Ansari man, whenever he was absent from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and I was present there, I used to convey to him what had happened on that day. 
and when I was absent and he was present there, he used to convey to me what had happened as regards news from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. During that time, all the rulers of the nearby lands had surrendered to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, except the king of Ghassan in Sham, and we were afraid that he might attack us. All of a sudden, the Ansari came and said, A great event has happened. I asked him, What is it? Has the Ghassani king come? He said, Greater than that. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has divorced his wives. I went to them and found all of them weeping in their dwellings, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, had ascended to an upper room of his. At the door of the room there was a slave to whom I went and said, Ask the permission for me to enter. He admitted me, and I entered to see the Prophet, peace be upon him, lying on a mat that had left its imprint on his side. Under his head there was a leather pillow stuffed with palm fibers. Behold, there were some hides hanging there and some grass for tanning. Then I mentioned what I had said to Hafsa and Umm Salama and what reply Umm Salama had given me. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, smiled and stayed there for 29 days and then came down. See Hadith number 2468, Volume 3 for details. Narrated Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her, one night the Prophet, peace be upon him, woke up saying, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. How many fitan, trials and afflictions have been sent down tonight, and how many treasures have been sent down, disclosed? Who will go and wake up for salah, prayers, the lady dwellers of these rooms? Many well-dressed people in this world will be naked on the day of resurrection. Chapter on what to invoke for the one who has worn a new garment. Narrated Umm Khalid bin Khalid. Some clothes were presented to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, as a gift along with a black khamisa. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked his companions, To whom do you suggest we give this khamisa? The people kept quiet. Then he said, Bring me Umm Khalid. So I was brought to him, and he dressed me with it with his own hands and said twice, May you live so long that you will wear out many garments. He then started looking at the embroidery of that khamisa and said, O Umm Khalid, this is Sana. Sana in Ethiopian language means beautiful. Ishaq, a sub-narrator, said, A woman of my family had told me that she had seen that khamisa over Umm Khalid. See Hadith number 3071. Chapter on Men Are Forbidden to Use Saffron Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade men to use saffron. Chapter on The Garment Dyed with Saffron Narrated Ibn Omar, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade a muhrim to wear clothes dyed with vars or saffron. Chapter on The Red Garment Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was of a modest height. I saw him wearing a red suit, and I did not see anything better than him. Chapter on the Red Mithada, a kind of silk cushions. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered us to observe seven things. To visit the sick, follow funeral processions, Say, may Allah bestow his mercy on you, to the sneezer if he says, praise be to Allah. He forbade us to wear silk, dibaj, kasi, and istabrak, various kinds of silken clothes, or to use red mayathir, silk cushions. See Hadith number 6253. Chapter on the septia, shoes made of tanned leather and other shoes. Footnote. 
shoes made of tanned leather from which hair is removed. Narrated Sayyid Abu Maslama, I asked Anas bin Malik, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to offer the salah, prayers, while wearing his shoes? He said yes. Narrated Sayyid al-Makburi, Ubaid bin Juraid said to Abdullah bin Umar, I see you doing four things which are not done by your friends. Ibn Umar said, What are they, O Ibn Juraid? He said, I see that you do not touch except the two Yemenite corners of the Kaaba while performing the tawaf, and I see you wearing the Siptiya shoes, and I see you dyeing your hair with Sufra, and I see that when you are in Mecca, the people assume the state of Ihram on seeing the crescent on the first day of Dhul-Hijjah, while you do not assume the state of Ihram till the day of Tarwiyah, 8th Dhul-Hijjah. Abdullah bin Umar said to him, As for the corners of the Kaaba, I have not seen Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, touching except the two Yemenite corners. As for the Siptiya shoes, I saw Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wearing leather shoes that had no hair, and he used to perform the ablution while wearing them. Therefore, I like to wear such shoes. As regards dying with Sufra, I saw Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, dyeing his hair with it. So, I like to dye my hair with it. As regards to the crescent of the Hijjah, I have not seen Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, assuming the state of Ihram till his she-camel set out. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade that a muhrim should wear clothes dyed with saffron or vars, and said, Whoever has no shoes can put on hoof after cutting it below the ankles. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever has no izah, waist sheet, can wear trousers, and whoever has no sandals can wear a hoof, but cut them short below the ankles. Chapter on While putting on the shoes, one should start with the right foot. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to like starting from the right in performing the ablution, combing his hair, and putting on his shoes. Chapter on Do not walk wearing one shoe only. Narrated Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, None of you should walk wearing one shoe only. He should either put on both shoes or wear no shoes whatsoever. Chapter on, one should take off the left shoe first. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If you want to put on your shoes, put on the right shoe first. And if you want to take them off, take off the left one first. Let the right shoe be the first to be put on and the last to be taken off. Chapter on two straps in a sandal and whoever thinks that it is permissible to use one strap. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The sandal of the Prophet, peace be upon him, had two straps. Narrated Isa bin Tahman. Anas bin Malik brought out for us two sandals having two straps. Thabit al-Banani said, These were the sandals of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Red Tent of Leather Narrated Abu Jahefa, may Allah be pleased with him. I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was inside a red leather tent, and I saw Bilal taking the remaining water of the ablution of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the people were taking of that water and rubbing it on their faces. And whoever could not get anything of it would share the moisture of the hand of his companion and then rub it on his face. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, called for the Ansar and gathered them in a leather tent. Chapter on To Sit on a Hasir 
a mat made of leaves of date palms or similar thing. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to construct a room with a hasir at night in order to offer the salah prayer therein. And during the day, he used to spread it out and sit on it. The people started coming to the Prophet, peace be upon him, at night to offer the salah prayer behind him. When their number increased, the Prophet, peace be upon him, faced them and said, O people, take upon yourselves only those good deeds which are within your ability. For Allah does not get tired of giving reward till you get tired. And the most beloved deeds to Allah are the most regular and the constant ones, even though they were few. Chapter on Garments Having Gold Buttons Narrated Al-Miswar bin Makhrama My father, Makhrama, said to me, I have come to know that some cloaks have come to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he is distributing them. So, O my son, take me to him. We went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and found him in the house. My father said to me, O my son, call the Prophet, peace be upon him, for me. I found it hard to do so, so I said surprisingly, Shall I call Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for you? My father said, O my son, he is not a tyrant. So I called him, and he came out wearing a debaj cloak, having gold buttons, and said, O Makhrama, I kept this for you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then gave it to him. Footnote that was either before the prohibition of the wearing of the badge or the Prophet, peace be upon him, was just putting that cloak on his shoulders to show it to Makhrama. Chapter on Gold Rings Narrated Al-Bara' bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade us to use seven things. He forbade using gold rings, silk istabrak, the badge, red mayathir, al-kasi, and silver utensils. He ordered us to do seven other things, to pay a visit to the sick, to follow funeral processions, to say, May Allah be merciful to you, to a sneezer if he says, Praise be to Allah, to return greetings, to accept invitations, to help others to fulfill their oaths, and to help the oppressed ones. Footnote Istabrak and Dibaj are two kinds of silk. Mayathir are luxurious cushions. Al-Kasi are garments decorated with silk and made in Qas, an Egyptian town. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade the wearing of a gold ring. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wore a gold ring and placed its stone towards the palm of his hand. The people also started wearing gold rings like it. But when the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw them wearing such rings, he threw it away, that gold ring, and then took a ring made of silver and wore it. Chapter on Silver Rings Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wore a gold ring or a silver ring and placed its stones towards the palm of his hand and had the name Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, engraved on it. The people also started wearing gold rings like it. But when the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw them wearing such rings, he threw it away, his ring, and said, I will never wear it, and then wore a silver ring, whereupon the people too started wearing silver rings. Ibn Umar added, After the Prophet, peace be upon him, Abu Bakr wore that ring, and then Umar, and then Uthman wore it till it fell in the Aris well from Uthman. Chapter on Gold Rings and Silver Rings Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wore a gold ring. Then he threw it and said, I will never wear it. The people also threw their gold rings. Narrated Anas bin Malik, May Allah be pleased with him. 
that he saw a silver ring on the hand of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, for one day only. Then the people had silver rings made for themselves and wore it. On that, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, threw his ring away, and the people threw their rings as well. For the details of this hadith, see Fath al-Bari. Chapter on the Stone of the Ring Narrated Humad, Anas was asked, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, wear a ring? Anas said, Once he delayed the Isha prayer till midnight. Then he came, facing us, as if I am now looking at the glitter of his ring, and said, The people have offered their salah, prayers, and slept, but you have been in salah, prayer, as you have been waiting for it. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The ring of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was of silver, and its stone was of silver too. Chapter on an Iron Ring Narrated Sal A woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, I have come to present myself to you for marriage. She kept standing for a long period, during which period the Prophet, peace be upon him, looked at her carefully. When she stayed for a long period, a man said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, If you are not in need of her, then marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you got anything to give her as mehr? The man said, No. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go to your house and search for something. The man went and came back to say, By Allah, I could not find anything. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go again and search for something, even if it be an iron ring. He went again and came back saying, No, by Allah, I could not get even an iron ring. The man had only an izad and had no rida, upper garment. He said, I will give her my izad as mehr. On that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Your izad? If she wears it, nothing of it will remain on you, and if you wear it, nothing of it will be on her. The man went aside and sat down. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw him leaving after a while, he called back and asked, How much Qur'an do you know by heart? He said, I know such and such surah, naming some surah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I marry her to you for the amount of Qur'an you know by heart. Chapter on to engrave a ring Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wanted to write a letter to a group of people or some non-Arabs. It was said to him, they do not accept any letter unless it is stamped. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, had a silver ring made for himself, and on it was engraved, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. As if I am now looking at the glitter of the ring on the finger or in the palm of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took a ring made of silver for himself, and it was worn by him on his hand. Afterwards, it was worn by Abu Bakr, and then by Omar, and then by Uthman, till it fell in the Aris well. On that ring was engraved, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Chapter on to wear the ring on the little finger. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got a ring made for himself and said, I have got a ring made for myself and engraved a certain engraving on it, so none of you should get such an engraving on his ring. I saw the glitter of the ring on his little finger. Chapter on Taking a Ring for Stamping Certain Things or for Stamping Letters Written to the People of the Scripture, Jews and Christians and Other People. 
narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, intended to write to those Byzantines, it was said to him, Those people do not read your letter unless it is stamped. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, took a silver ring and got Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, engraved on it, as if I am now looking at its glitter in his hand. Chapter on Keeping the Stone of the Ring Towards the Palm of the Hand Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got a ring made of gold for himself, and when he wore it, he used to turn its stone toward the palm of his hand. So the people too got gold rings made for themselves. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then ascended the pulpit, and after glorifying and praising Allah, he said, I had made it for me, but now I will never wear it again. He threw it away, and then the people threw away their rings too. Javeria, a sub-narrator, said, I think Anas said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was wearing the ring in his right hand. Chapter on the Statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him. None should have the same engraving made on his ring as the engraving on my ring. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took a silver ring and had Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, engraved on it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said to us, I have a silver ring with Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, engraved on it. So none of you should have the same engraving on his ring. Chapter on, Should One Get the Engraving of the Ring Done in Three Lines? Narrated Anas that when Abu Bakr became the caliph, he wrote a letter to him and stamped it with the Prophet's ring, and the engraving of the ring was in three lines. Muhammad, peace be upon him, in one line, Messenger in another line, and Allah in the third line. Narrated Anas, the ring of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in his hand, and after him in Abu Bakr's hand, and then in Omar's hand, after Abu Bakr. When Uthman was the caliph, once he was sitting at the well of Aris, he removed the ring from his hand, and while he was trifling with it, it dropped into the well. We kept on going to the well with Uthman for three days looking for the ring, and finally the well was drained, but the ring was not found. Chapter on Rings for Women Aisha had gold rings. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. I offered the Eid prayer with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he offered Salah, prayer before the khutbah, religious talk. Ibn Abbas added, then the Prophet, peace be upon him, came towards the rows of the women and ordered them to give alms, and the women started putting their big and small rings in the garment of Bilal. Chapter on the wearing of necklaces and sikhab by the women. Sikhab means a necklace made of the wood of certain plants. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came out on the day of Eid and offered Turaka Salah prayer, and he did not pray any rakah before it nor after it. Then he went towards the women and ordered them to give alms. The women started donating their earrings and necklaces. Chapter on to borrow a necklace. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, a necklace belonging to Asma was lost, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent men in its search. The time for the Salah prayer became due and they were without ablution, and they could not find water. Therefore, they offered salah prayer without ablution. They mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Then Allah revealed the verse of Tayyamam, 
Aisha added that she had borrowed the necklace from Asma. Chapter on Earrings for Women Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered the women to give alms, and I saw them stretching their hands towards their ears and necks to give their necklaces and earrings. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, offered two rakah salah prayer on Eid day, and he did not offer any nawafil salah prayer before or after it. He then went towards the women, and Bilal was accompanying him, and ordered them to give alms. And so, the women started giving their earrings, etc. Chapter on As-Sikhab, Necklace formed of a string carrying beads for boys. Narrated Abu Huraira, May Allah be pleased with him. I was with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in one of the markets of al Madina. He left the market and so did I. Then he asked thrice, Where is this small child? Then he said, Call Al-Hasan bin Ali. So Al-Hasan bin Ali got up and started walking with a necklace of beads around his neck. The Prophet, peace be upon him, stretched his hand out like this, and Al-Hasan did the same. The Prophet, peace be upon him, embraced him and said, O oh Allah, I love him, so please love him and love those who love him. Since Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said that, nothing has been dearer to me than Al-Hasan. Chapter on about those men who are in the similitude assume the manners of women, and those women who are in the similitude assume the manners of men. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, cursed effeminate men, those men who are in the similitude assume the manners of women, and those women who are in the similitude assume the manners of men. Chapter on the dismissal of such men as are in the similitude assume the manners of women from the houses. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, cursed effeminate men, those men who are in the similitude assume the manners of women, and those women who assume the manners of men. And he said, Turn them out of your houses. The Prophet, peace be upon him, turned out such and such man, and Umar turned out such and such woman. Narrated Umm Salama that once the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in her house, and an effeminate man was there too. The effeminate man said to Abdullah, Umm Salama's brother, O Abdullah, if Taif should be conquered tomorrow, I recommend you the daughter of Ghilan, for she is so fat that she has four curves in the front of her belly and eight at the back. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to his wives, These effeminate men should not enter upon you, your houses. Chapter on To Cut Short the Mustaches Ibn Omar used to cut his mustache so short that the whiteness of his skin above the upper lip was visible, and he used to cut the hair between his mustaches and his beard. Narrated Ibn Omar, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, to get the mustaches cut short is characteristic of al-fitra. Footnote. Al-fitra to the majority of Muslim scholars means Allah's Islamic monotheism and a sunnah of the Prophet peace be upon him. Literally, it means human nature. Religion of pure Islamic monotheism, that is, worshipping none but Allah. Fitra as a verb also means to create. See the Qur'an, chapter 30, verse 30. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Five practices are characteristics of al-fitra. Circumcision, shaving the pubic hair, depilitating the hair of armpits, clipping the nails, and cutting the mustaches short. Chapter on 
the clipping of nails. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, To shave the pubic hair, to clip the nails, and to cut the mustaches short are characteristic of al-fitra, that is, Allah's Islamic monotheism. See the footnote of a hadith number 5588. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Five practices are characteristic of al-fitra, that is, Allah's Islamic monotheism. Circumcision, shaving the pubic hair, cutting the mustaches short, clipping the nails, and depilitating the hair of the armpits. See the footnote of hadith number 5889. Narrated Nafi, Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do the opposite of what al-Mushrikun do. Grow abundantly the beards and cut the mustaches short. Whenever Ibn Umar performed the Hajj or Umrah, he used to hold his beard with his hand and cut whatever remained outside his hold. Footnote Al-Mushrikun, polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and his messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. Chapter on to leave the beard, that is, not to cut it. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, Cut the mustaches short, and leave the beard as it is. Chapter on What is Said About Gray Hair Narrated Muhammad bin Sirin, I asked Anas, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, dye his hair? Anas replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not have except a few gray hair. Narrated Thabit, Anas was asked whether the Prophet, peace be upon him, used a hair dye or not. Anas replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, had not enough gray hair to dye. I could even count the white-gray hair of his beard if I would. Narrated Israel. Uthman bin Abdullah bin Mohab said, My people sent me with a bowl of water to Umm Salama. Israel approximated three fingers, indicating the small size of the container in which there was some hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uthman added, If any person suffered from evil eye or some other disease, he would send a vessel containing water to Umm Salama. I looked into the container in which there was the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and saw a few red hair in it. Footnote. Umm Salama would dip those hair into the vessel and return it to the patient to drink that blessed water or wash himself with it, seeking to be healed. See Fat al-Bari. Narrated Uthman bin Abdullah bin Mohab, I went to Umm Salama, and she brought out for us some of the dyed hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Ibn Mohab also said that Umm Salama had shown him the red hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Hair Dye Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Jews and Christians do not dye their hair, so you should do the opposite what they do. Chapter on the Curly Hair Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was neither conspicuously tall nor short neither very white nor tawny. His hair was neither much curled nor very straight. Allah sent him as a messenger at the age of 40, and after that, he stayed for 10 years in Mecca and for 10 more years in Al-Madinah. Allah took him unto him at the age of 60, and he scarcely had 20 white hairs on his head and in his beard. Narrated Al-Bara'a, I did not see anybody in a red cloak looking more handsome than the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Malik, the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to hang near his shoulders. Narrated Shoba, the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to hang down to the earlobes. 
Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Tonight I saw myself in a dream near the Kaaba. I saw a whitish-brown man, the handsomest of all brown men you might ever see. He had the most beautiful lima, hair hanging down to the earlobes you might ever see. He had combed it and it was dripping water, and he was performing the tawaf around the Kaaba, leaning on two men, or on the shoulders of two men. I asked, Who is this? It was said, Al-Messiah, the son of Maryam, Mary. Suddenly, I saw a curly-haired man, blind in the right eye, which looked like a protruding out grape. I asked, Who is this? It was said, He is Al-Masih ad-Dajjal. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to hang down up to his shoulders. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the head hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to hang down to his shoulders. Narrated Qatada, I asked Anas bin Malik about the hair of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. He said, The hair of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was neither much straight nor much curly, and it used to hang down till between his shoulders and his earlobes. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, The Prophet, peace be upon him, had big hands, and I have never seen anybody like him after him. The hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was wavy, neither curly nor straight. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, The Prophet, peace be upon him, had big hands and feet, and I have not seen anybody like him, neither before nor after him, and his palms were soft. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, The Prophet, peace be upon him, had big feet and a good-looking face, and I have not seen anybody like him after him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had big feet and hands. Narrated Anas or Jabir bin Abdullah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had big hands and feet, and I have not seen anybody like him after him. Narrated Mujahid, we were with Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, and the people mentioned Ad-Dajjal. Someone said, the word Kafir, disbeliever, is written in between his Ad-Dajjal's eyes. Ibn Abbas said, I have not heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying this, but he said, As regards Ibrahim, Abraham, peace be upon him, he looks like your companion, that is, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And as regards Musa, Moses, he is a brown, curly-haired man riding a camel, reined with a strong jute rope as if I am now looking at him getting down in the valley and saying Lebek. Chapter on At-Talbid, to get the hair stuck together with a sticky substance. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, whoever braids his hair should shave it on finishing Ihram. You'd better not do something like Talbid. Ibn Umar used to say, I saw Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, with his hair stuck together with gum. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while he was in the state of Ihram, and his hair was stuck together with gum, saying, Labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik, innal hamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika lak. He did not add anything to those words. See Hadith number 1549, Volume 2. Narrated Hafsa. May Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I said, O Allah's Messenger, why have the people finished their ihram after performing the umrah while you have not finished your ihram after your umrah? 
He said, I have done talbid of my hair and have decorated my hadi with garlands, so I shall not finish my ihram till I have slaughtered my hadi, animal for sacrifice. Chapter on Hair Parting Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to copy the people of the scripture in matters in which there was no order from Allah. The people of the scripture used to let their hair hang down, while al-Mushrikun used to part their hair. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, let his hair hang down first, but later on he parted it. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, as if I am now looking at the shine of the hair of the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was in the state of Ihram. Chapter on Locks of Hair Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Once I stayed overnight in the house of my aunt Mamuna bin al-Harith, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was with her, as it was her turn. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, got up to offer the night salah, prayer. I stood on his left, but he took hold of my two locks of hair and made me stand on his right. Narrated Abu Bishr, the above hadith, but he quoted, Ibn Abbas said, took hold of my two braids on my head. Chapter on Al-Kaza, leaving a tuft of hair here and there after shaving one's head. Narrated Ubaidullah bin Hafs that Umar bin Nafi told him that Nafi, Mola, Abdullah had heard Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbidding Al-Kaza. Ubaidullah added, I said, What is Al-Kaza? Ubaidullah pointed towards his head to show us and added, Nafi said, It is when a boy has his head shaved, leaving a tuft of hair here and a tuft of hair there. Ubaidullah pointed towards his forehead and the sides of his head. Ubaidullah was asked, Does this apply to both girls and boys? He said, I don't know, but Nafi said, The boy. Ubaidullah added, I asked Nafi again, and he said, As for leaving hair on the temples and the back part of the boy's head, there is no harm. But Al-Kaza is to leave a tuft of hair on his forehead unshaved while there is no hair on the rest of his head, and also to leave hair on either side of his head. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade Al-Kaza, leaving a tuft of hair here and there after shaving one's head. Chapter on the application of perfume by the wife on her husband with her own hands. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, I applied perfume to the Prophet, peace be upon him, with my own hands when he wanted to assume the state of Ihram, and I also perfumed him at Mina before he departed from there to perform Tawaful Ifada. Chapter on to apply scent to the head and beard. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, I used to perfume Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, with the best scent available till I saw the shine of the scent on his head and beard. Chapter on Combing One's Hair Narrated Sa'ad A man peeped into the house of the Prophet, peace be upon him, through a hole, while the Prophet, peace be upon him, was scratching his head with a midra, a certain kind of comb. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, if I had known that you had been looking, then I would have pierced your eye with that instrument, because the asking of permission has been ordained, so that one would not see things unlawfully. Chapter on The Combing of the Hair of the Husband by His Menstruating Wife Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, I used to comb the hair of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during my periods. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, as above, Hadith number 5925.
Chapter on to start combing the hair from the right side. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to like to start from the right side as far as possible in combing and in performing ablution. Chapter on what has been mentioned about musk, a kind of perfume. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah said, Every good deed of Adam's son is for him except fasting. It is for me. And I shall reward the fasting person for it. Verily, the smell of the mouth of a fasting person is better with Allah than the smell of musk. See Hadith number 1894, Volume 2. Chapter on What kind of scent is recommended? Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, I used to perfume the Prophet peace be upon him before his assuming the state of ihram with the best scent available. Chapter on Who Did Not Refuse the Scent Narrated Thamama bin Abdullah Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, never used to refuse a gift of scent and used to say that the Prophet, peace be upon him, never used to refuse a gift of scent. Chapter on Adharida, a kind of scent Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, during Hajjatul Wada, I perfumed Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, with Dharira, with my own hands, both on his assuming ihram and on finishing it. Chapter on Creating Artificial Spaces Between the Teeth to Look Beautiful Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah has cursed those women who practice tattooing and those who get themselves tattooed and those who remove their face hairs, and those who create space between their teeth artificially to look beautiful, as such women alter the features created by Allah. Why then should I not curse those whom the Prophet, peace be upon him, has cursed? And that is in Allah's book, that is, his saying. And whatsoever the Messenger, Muhammad, peace be upon him, gives you, take it. Up to, you abstain from it. Quran, chapter 59, verse 7. Chapter on the Use of False Hair Narrated Humad bin Abdurrahman bin Auf that in the year he performed Hajj, he heard Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan who was on the pulpit and was taking a tuft of hair from one of his guards, saying, Where are your religious learned men? I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbidding this false hair and saying, The children of Israel were destroyed when their women started using this. Narrated Abu Huraira May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah has cursed the lady who artificially lengthens her or someone else's hair, and the one who gets her hair lengthened, and the one who tattoos herself or someone else, and the one who gets herself tattooed. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, an Ansari girl was married, and she became sick, and all her hair fell out. Intending to provide her with false hair, they asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, Allah has cursed the lady who artificially lengthens her or someone else's hair, and also the one who gets her hair lengthened. Narrated Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. A woman came to Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, and said, I married my daughter to someone, but she became sick, and all her hair fell out, and because of that, her husband does not like her. May I let her use false hair? On that... The Prophet, peace be upon him, cursed Al-Vasila, a lady who artificially lengthens her or someone else's hair, and Al-Mastausila, a lady who gets her hair lengthened artificially. Narrated Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has cursed Al-Vasila, a lady who artificially lengthens her or someone else's hair, and Al-Mastawsila, a lady who gets her hair lengthened artificially. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Allah has cursed the lady who lengthens her or someone else's hair artificially, and also the one who gets it lengthened, and also a lady who tattoos herself or someone else, and also the one who gets herself tattooed. Narrated Sayyid bin al-Musayyib, Muawiyah came to al-Madinah for the last time and delivered a khutbah. He took out a tuft of hair and said, I thought that none used to do this, that is use false hair, except Jews. The Prophet, peace be upon him, labeled such practice, that is the use of false hair, as cheating. Chapter on Ladies Who Remove Hair from the Face, Eyebrows, etc. Narrated Al-Kama Abdullah cursed those women who practiced tattooing and those who removed hair from their faces, eyebrows, etc., and those who created spaces between their teeth artificially to look beautiful, as such ladies alter the features created by Allah. Umm Yaqub said, What is that? Abdullah said, Why should I not curse those who were cursed by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and are referred to in Allah's book? She said to him, By Allah, I have read the whole Qur'an, but I have not found such a thing. Abdullah said, By Allah, if you had read it carefully, you would have found it. Allah says, And whatsoever the Messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him, gives you, take it, and whatsoever he forbids you, abstain from it. Quran, chapter 59, verse 7. Chapter on the lady who lengthens hair artificially by wearing false hair, etc. Narrated Ibn Omar, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, has cursed the lady who lengthens her hair artificially and the one who gets her hair lengthened, and also the lady who tattoos herself or others and the one who gets herself tattooed. Narrated Asma, a woman asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, O Allah's Messenger, my daughter got measles and her hair fell out. Now that I got her married, may I let her use false hair? He said to her, Allah has cursed the lady who lengthens hair artificially and the one who gets her hair lengthened artificially. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying, or the Prophet peace be upon him said, Allah has cursed the lady who practices tattooing and that who gets it done for herself and also the lady who lengthens hair artificially and that who gets her hair lengthened artificially. The Prophet peace be upon him has cursed such ladies. Narrated Ibn Masud, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah has cursed those women who practice tattooing and those who get it done for themselves and those who remove hair from their faces, eyebrows, etc. and those who create spaces between their teeth artificially to look beautiful and those ladies who alter the features created by Allah. Why then shall I not curse those whom Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has cursed and who are cursed in Allah's book too? Chapter on the Woman Who Practices Tattooing Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The evil eye is a fact, and he forbade tattooing. Narrated Abu Jahefa, The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade taking the price of blood and the price of a dog, and he also forbade the one who takes, eats, riba, usury, the one who gives, riba, usury, the woman who practices tattooing, and the woman who gets herself tattooed. Chapter on the woman who gets herself tattooed. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, a woman who used to practice tattooing was brought to Umar. 
Omar got up and said, I beseech you by Allah, which of you heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying something about tattooing? I got up and said, O chief of the believers, I heard something. He said, What did you hear? I said, I heard the Prophet peace be upon him addressing the ladies saying, Do not practice tattooing and do not get yourselves tattooed. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, has cursed the lady who lengthens her or others' hair artificially, and that who gets her own hair lengthened in such a way, and the lady who practices tattooing, and that who gets it done for herself. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah has cursed those women who practice tattooing, and those who get it done for themselves, and those who remove hair from their faces, eyebrows, etc., and those who artificially create spaces between their teeth to look beautiful, and those women who alter the features created by Allah. Why should I not then curse those whom Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has cursed, and that is in Allah's book? Chapter on Pictures Narrated Abu Talha, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog, or there are pictures. Sifat al-Bari for details about pictures. Chapter on the punishment for picture makers on the day of resurrection. Narrated Muslim, we were with Masruq at the house of Yasir bin Numair. Masruq saw some images or pictures, etc. on his terrace and said, I heard Abdullah saying that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, the people who will receive the severest punishment from Allah will be the picture makers. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Those who make these pictures will be punished on the day of resurrection, and it will be said to them, Make alive what you have created. Chapter on the Obliteration of Pictures Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, never used to leave in the house anything carrying images or crosses, but he obliterated it. Narrated Abu Zurrah, I entered a house in Al-Madinah with Abu Huraira, and he saw a man making pictures at the top of the house. Abu Huraira said, I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying that Allah said, Who would be more unjust than the one who tries to create the like of my creatures? Let them create a grain. Let them create a gnat. Abu Huraira then asked for a water container and washed his arms up to his armpits. I said, O oh Abu Huraira, is this something you have heard from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? He said, The limit for ablution is up to the place where the ornaments will reach on the day of resurrection. Chapter on What about pictures made on things that are to be trodden on, that is, carpets, mats, etc.? Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, returned from a journey when I had placed a curtain of mine having some images or pictures, etc., over the door of a chamber of mine. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saw it, he tore it and said, The people who will receive the severest punishment on the day of resurrection will be those who try to make the like of Allah's creations. So we turned it, that is the curtain, into one or two cushions. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned from a journey when I had hung a thick curtain having some images or pictures, etc., in front of a door. He ordered me to remove it, and I removed it. Aisha added, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and I used to take a bath from one container of water. Chapter on Whoever Disliked to Sit on Pictures Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, I purchased a cushion with pictures on it. 
the prophet, peace be upon him, came and stood at the door, but did not enter. I said to him, I repent to Allah for what I have done. He said, What is this cushion? I said, It is for you to sit on and recline on. He said, The makers of these pictures will be punished on the day of resurrection, and it will be said to them, Make alive what you have created. Moreover, the angels do not enter a house where there are pictures. Narrated Abu Talha, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Angels of mercy do not enter a house where there are pictures. The sub-narrator, Busra, added, Then Zad fell ill and we paid him a visit. Behold, there was hanging at his door a curtain decorated with a picture. I said to Ubaidullah al-Khulani, the stepson of Mamuna, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Didn't Zad tell us about the picture the day before yesterday? Ubaidullah said, Didn't you hear him saying, Accept a design in a garment? Chapter on, it is disliked to offer salah, prayer wearing clothes with pictures. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Aisha had a thick curtain having pictures on it, and she screened the side of her house with it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to her, Remove it from my sight, for its pictures are still coming to my mind in my salah, prayers. Chapter on, Angels Do Not Enter a House in Which There Are Pictures Narrated Salem's father, Once Jibreel, Gabriel, promised to visit the Prophet, peace be upon him, but he delayed, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, got worried about that. At last he came out and found Jibreel, Gabriel, and complained to him of his grief for his delay. Jibreel, Gabriel said to him, We do not enter a place in which there is a picture or a dog. Chapter on Whoever Does Not Enter a House Which Has a Picture in It Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I bought a cushion having pictures on it. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saw it, he stopped at the gate and did not enter. I noticed the signs of hatred for that on his face. I said, O Allah's Messenger, I turned to Allah and His Messenger in repentance. What sin have I committed? He said, What about this cushion? I said, I bought it for you to sit on and recline on. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The makers of these pictures will be punished severely on the day of resurrection, and it will be said to them, Make alive what you have created. He added, Angels do not enter a house in which there are pictures. Chapter on Whoever Cursed a Picture Maker Narrated Abu Juhaifa that he had bought a slave whose profession was cupping and then said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade taking the price of blood and the price of a dog and the earnings of a prostitute and cursed the one who took or gave riba, usury, and the lady who tattoos herself or others and also the one who gets herself tattooed and the picture maker. Footnote Riba, usury, which is of two major kinds. A. Riba nasaiya, that is, interest on lent money. B. Riba fadl, that is, taking a superior thing of the same kind of goods by giving more of the same kind of goods of inferior quality, that is, dates of superior quality for dates of inferior quality in greater amount. Islam strictly forbids all kinds of usury. Chapter on Whoever makes a picture will be asked to put life into it on the day of resurrection, but he will not be able to do so. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Muhammad, peace be upon him, saying, Whoever makes a picture in this world will be asked to put life into it on the day of resurrection, but he will not be able to do so. Chapter on To Ride Behind a Rider as a Companion Rider on an Animal 
Narrated Osama bin Zaid, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, rode a donkey saddled with a saddle covered with a fadakiya velvet sheet, and he made me ride behind him as a companion rider. Chapter on Three Riders on One Animal Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, arrived at Mecca, the children of Bani Abdul Muttalib received him. He then mounted one of them in front of him and the other behind him. Chapter on the mounting of the owner of animal and somebody else in front of him. Some people said, the owner of animal has the right to sit in front except when he permits somebody else to sit in front. Narrated Ayyub, the evil of three persons riding one animal was mentioned in Ikrama's presence. Ikrama said, Ibn Abbas said, in the year of the conquest of Mecca, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came and mounted Qutham in front of him and Al-Fadl behind him, or Qutham behind him and Al-Fadl in front of him. Now which of them was the evil and which was the best? Footnote. Ikrama wants to refute the saying of those who claim that there is evil in having three persons on one animal. Chapter on to mount a man behind another man on an animal as a companion rider. Narrated Muadh bin Jabal. May Allah be pleased with him. While I was riding behind the Prophet, peace be upon him, as a companion rider, and between me and him there was only the back of the saddle, he said, O Muadh. I replied, Labek, O Allah's Messenger, and Siddak. He said, Do you know what is Allah's right upon his slave? I said, Allah and his Messenger know better. He said, Allah's right upon his slaves is that they should worship him alone and not worship anything else besides him. Then he proceeded for a while and then said, O Muadh bin Jabal. I replied, Labbaik, O Allah's Messenger and Siddaq. He said, Do you know what is the right of the slaves upon Allah if they do that? I replied, Allah and his Messenger know better. He said, The right of the slaves upon Allah is that he will not punish them if they do that. Chapter on to mount a woman behind a man who is the madam. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, we were coming from Khaybar along with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while I was riding behind Abu Talha and he was proceeding. One of the wives of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was riding behind Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Suddenly the foot of the camel slipped and I or Abu Talha said, the woman, and alighted hurriedly. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, she is your mother. So I or Abu Talha resaddled the she-camel and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, mounted it. When he approached or saw Al-Madina, he said, Ayyibun tayyibun, abidun, lirabbana hamidun. Coming back with repentance, worshipping Allah and glorifying His praises. Chapter on to put one leg on the other while lying down. Narrated Abad bin Tamim's uncle. I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, lying down in the mosque and placing one leg on the other.